This is Andrew Schultz. I'm the sales manager for CHS Ag Services. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan along with Whitney Pittman. National Weather Service Aberdeen-based meteorologist Amy Parkins says the current weather system impact in the Midwest does not have much for snow accumulation. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, maybe a stronger band right now that's extending from kind of east central South Dakota uh, back down into western Nebraska. It's a very narrow band though, so probably again not really anticipating much in the way of significant snowfall accumulations with this. The bigger story with this system has been the winds today, um, which has, has caused a lot of blowing, probably some drifting in places that maybe are getting a little bit more. Um, but so we've got several wind advisories out, um, parts of uh, eastern North Dakota into northwestern Minnesota. They did issue a blizzard warning, which is currently in effect, more so again for the blowing. Should see uh, fairer weather moving into the region by tomorrow with warming temperatures on the way. This whole system is gradually working its way eastward, uh, probably going to be out of the Dakotas here uh, sometime this afternoon. Um, and then I'm, it looks like maybe continue to affect parts of Minnesota, maybe more so southern Minnesota at that point. Um, and then this whole thing should get out of here overnight tonight. Um, just some colder air moving in overnight tonight and then dry conditions can uh, returning starting tomorrow and through the weekend. Livestock stress will be high this week due to the wild swings in temperatures across the northern plains. Snow will gradually end in the eastern half of the region today but more snow is expected Friday through Monday. High temperatures will be in the positive single digits in teens today, 30s and 40s by Thursday and then back to the teens and 20s by Monday. World Weather Incorporated says temperatures the second week of the outlook will likely be below average the week of March 5th. A lack of winter snowpack so far shouldn't be a huge issue for alfalfa stands across the northern plains. I think that this kind of winter we're having right now is going to be, you know, record setting in terms of temperatures, you know, above normal long term. And for much of the state, less snowfall than normal. Snowfall is really desirable for alfalfa in that you get insulation of the soil. And if you do not have the snowfall, then the alfalfa, the crowns and the temperatures of the soil around those crowns are more exposed to this fluctuation or extremes variation in temperatures. If there's cycles of warming and then followed by cold temperatures and below 24 degrees, yeah, we could lose our stand. That's University of Minnesota Extension 4 edge agronomist uh, Craig Schieffer, who also says going forward we could have bigger problems if we continue to see drastic temperature fluctuations. Watch out for March. March is a killing month. I think we're going to see if this happens again this year. Other, other people have, have commented on this too. So why is this? Well, if that alfalfa breaks dormancy, starts to grow we encounter these low temperatures and they will be really uh, anything 24 degrees or lower very good chance that we're going to have some killing of those new shoots that are formed in the spring so when when that happens the plant's going to have to regrow generate new crown buds or maybe there's some that hadn't elongated but it's going to have to regrow from them so there's certainly going to be a setback
Topsoil and subsoil moistures in North Dakota are rated 84% short to adequate, according to the North Dakota Field Office of the National Ag Statistics Service. The Crop Progress and Condition Report says winter wheat condition is rated 93% fair to good. Cattle and calf conditions rated 80% good to excellent, with calving progress at 12% complete. In South Dakota, the Sioux Falls Field Office of the National Ag Statistics Service rates topsoil moisture at 93% short to adequate. Subsoil moisture is rated 94% short to adequate. 58% of South Dakota's winter wheat is rated good to excellent, with 7% rated poor to very poor. A recent study by the University of Minnesota Extension shows Minnesota's ethanol industry contributed $2.5 billion to the state's economy in 2023. Minnesota Biofuels Association Executive Director Brian Werner says this economic report shows the ethanol industry is a critical piece of Minnesota's economy. One of the most uh, interesting things from the study is that in addition to the ethanol itself, which was about 1.35 billion gallons that were produced last year, um, it also the study also showed that the co-products produced by the ethanol plant, so 3.99 million tons of dried distiller grains, which is a high-protein animal feed, and 426 million pounds of corn oil, which is used to produce biodiesel and renewable diesel, Werner says the study has several interesting findings. One of the interesting things from the study is that that 3.99 million tons of dry distiller grains is actually enough to feed all of the livestock that we produce in the state of Minnesota. So any time you hear from people about that, we need to choose between food versus fuel. I think that, that statistic right there really refutes it. U.S. Trade Representative uh, Chief Ag Negotiator Doug McAuliffe spoke during the 2024 National Ethanol Conference, brought up a concern with the relationship between Brazil and the U.S. on renewable fuels. It has been a source of frustration that uh, while Brazilian companies have successfully registered for the renewable fuels uh, standard program in the United States, that uh, not a single U.S. company has been successful at navigating and registering for the Renova Bio program in Brazil. After a trip to Brazil in 2023, some changes were made. I expressed that this was something of very, very deep concern to the United States. Um, and I would note that at the end of the year, uh, Brazil released uh, revised policies uh, that are intended to help uh, level the playing field and ensure that corn ethanol, other uh, U.S.-based feedstock fuel can uh, register in the future for Renova Bio. So we'll, we'll stay uh, very closely monitoring that until companies actually get across the finish line and if, if show up on the registry. Uh, we're certainly not going to uh, count that as a victory yet, but we're encouraged by the, the progress there. You're listening to the Red River Farm. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota Turkey Executive Director Ashley Coles looks forward to Poultry Day at the Minnesota State Capitol on March 12th. Growers from across the poultry industry will have a chance to engage with lawmakers and officials on important issues. So we join forces with the chicken and egg folks 
and have one poultry day at the Capitol. And, and this year we spent a lot of time in the interim between last session and this session uh, working with legislators and regulators, you know, talking about obviously high-path avian influenza and how we can expand upon the robust biosecurity practices already in place uh, within the state of Minnesota. One area that we're seeing a lot of promise is with wild bird deterrence, because as we know, wild birds tend to be the reservoir for high-path avian influenza in the state of Minnesota. There is a grant program available for poultry producers to help fight against high path. We worked with Commissioner Peterson and his team over the interim to create the PROTECT grant, which is open now uh, for folks to purchase wild bird deterrents like lasers, windsocks, whatnot. Um, but we also want to codify that in uh, state statute uh, for general fund appropriations going forward uh, because it does show a lot of promise to enhance uh, the already good work that folks are doing with biosecurity. So uh, we are able to work with Senator Putnam uh, to get a bill, and so we're excited to share that bill and share that message with other folks on the Hill. Uh, so Poultry Day at the Capitol, we, we want growers, we want people from all sectors of the industry to join us in St. Paul. Grain markets finding a bit of support and moving a little bit higher. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says that support started yesterday. Closed, you know, 10 cents off the lows for the day. That was exactly what we needed to see. Um, technically, you look at these markets, you're at two standard deviations away from trend line for beans um, on both old crop and new crop. And you look at the December contract for corn, you are flirting with that. You switched it to a, a parabolic buy. And so I know all this kind of sounds like a bunch of garbage, but um, what it is is coming in here and telling you that the technicals are looking pretty good. Um, it's just our technicals alone enough to get this market going. Livestock market, though, seems a bit directionless, lacking fresh news. They're kind of in this, like, no man's land where they have enough of a story, but they're just not really getting anywhere, and they kind of want to, but they're consolidating. It does sound like some initial early talks of cash bids have been strong today. Um, we haven't really seen complete confirmation on that quite yet, um, but overall it does sound like that. Um, you're seeing this consolidation at some key levels, 1.2 standard deviation away from trend line for feeder cattle, live cattle kind of midway into that, that program, but um, a key level of retracement that you're finding that. And so I think they just need a little bit of news. Chinese demand seems to be picking up. Ag Resource Company President Dan Bossi says grain traders are watching China carefully. Well, I think it's important. We, we know they're not going to buy from the U.S. because the Brazilian uh, basis levels are so much cheaper in soybeans. Uh, it's just having them at the table. Uh, buying Brazil, again, I, I think, which is important. In the case of Ukraine, you know, Chinese corn prices are rising. Uh, Dalian uh, May futures are up to 860 a bushel. So the import margin for most Chinese importers is over $3 a bushel. That's seen as attractive. But Ukrainian corn is cheaper than U.S. corn, so they get the business. Bussy says Friday's March option expiration and Thursday's first notice day for March futures is influencing the grain trade. Once we get through the uh, the forced uh, forced out, if you will, on cash basis contracts from the farm community, uh, I think as you look at the market, it's heavily short, and we're heading into a new growing season. So that that's probably the key going forward. And you know, uh, on a Monday, uh, looking at the commitment of traders report and finding corn, you know, four hundred, uh, excuse me, uh, somewhere in the vicinity of three hundred forty-one thousand contracts short. It just puts on ease if you're a bear at these kind of price levels.
Cash basis bids at the regional grain elevators, followed by the Red River Farm Network, are mostly unchanged from a week ago. The Alton Grain Terminal and West Central Ag Services have moved their uh, to the May contract to set basis levels. The cash price for spring wheat ranging from $5.98 a bushel to $5.56 per bushel, rather, excuse me, $6.56 per bushel. Cash corn price ranges from $3.53 to $3.93 per bushel. Cash soybean price ranging from $10.39 to $10.69 per bushel. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. National Turkey Federation President and Minnesota Turkey Producer John Zimmerman says markets for the industry have a mostly positive outlook for 2024. I would say things were generally optimistic. Obviously, you know, anytime you have disease issues, that does affect supply minimally. But in general, we're, we're seeing things uh, pretty good. Obviously, prices have come down off of their peaks after COVID and some other things. But uh, we're holding our own. Uh, some of our input costs have uh, come off their highs, so that's uh, looking po- you know, pretty favorable for the near future. The National Turkey Federation has been working on a large promotional campaign that Zimmerman says has been successful. We also have a very good marketing campaign now. We've uh, developed a program called Turkey Smoke, and we're trying to introduce turkey into the barbecue community, and that's been very successful. And uh, you know, in the last couple of years, we've actually been partnering with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't think it's any coincidence that their uh, their success in the football field has been maybe in part due to their promotion of turkey. So uh, we, we always like to mention that, but we're, we're trying to, you know, introduce turkey in new spaces and new places, and we've been pretty successful in that. So that's a, it's a, a fun and important thing we also do is to try to, you know, promote, the, promote our product in, a, in different, new and different ways. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. Wheat in Minneapolis May contract seven and a half cents higher, six sixty and a quarter. September's up six and three quarters. Chicago May wheat eight cents higher at five eighty two and three quarters. Kansas City May wheat nine and three quarter cents higher, five eighty six and a quarter. May corn penny and three quarter higher at four twenty three and a half. July corn's up two and a quarter at four thirty six. May soybeans down four cents at eleven forty one and a quarter. November soybeans a penny higher at eleven thirty and three quarters. In Winnipeg, May canola ninety cents a metric ton higher, five hundred eighty nine dollars twenty cents Canadian. April live cattle down thirty five cents one eighty seven seventy five. June live cattle down forty seven at one eighty three sixty two. The March feeder cattle seventeen cents higher at two fifty three twenty two. April feeder cattle twenty five cents higher at 259.12. The uh, April lean hogs down 22 cents at 86.05. The May lean hogs down 45 cents at $90.30. Dow Jones Industrial Average currently down 142 points, 38,927. Thanks for joining us. Have a good afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.